and welcome to HopeForMe.Live. We're a counseling ministry that wants to be here for people without charging them a dime. This is a ministry. It's supported by ministry partners who understand that um, there's people who cannot afford a counselor. There's people that are scared to go into a counselor. Uh, there are counselors that are backed up for months and months, and people need help today, and that's why we are here. Go to the website at HopeForMe.Live, get more information about us, and you can see the phone number that you can call, and we would love to help you out. Today, we're going to be talking about uh, tips when a relationship goes south, and this is something I think everybody needs to have, that they need the ammunition moving forward. And I don't mean ammunition in a negative way, but in a positive way to be able to move forward when the a relationship goes south. Because no matter who you are, no matter how great you are, relationships are going to fall apart. Sometimes they're going to go south and sometimes you just don't know what to do. Right. Yeah, that's your, that's your yeah, I'm done. Sorry. Right, right. You know, they can be unpredictable, you know. Um, so even going into relationships, you should always have some good ideas of your expectations and and um, how you're going to fix the situation if issues arise. So so this will help you do that as well. So we, w- we want a good, healthy relationships. One of the hardest things that people need to do uh, in these situations is to ask the question, what part did they play? Right. What part did you play in that situation? Because so many people immediately will demonize another person and then that cuts them off from understanding what part they might have had. Right. It's always going to be a hel- the, the rule of thumb if you want to be healthy and know that you're doing relationships healthy is to go is to look at yourself first before right. you begin to look at the other person. Yeah always evaluate well, this is not natural at it's all. not natural it does not it doesn't come easy because we always want to feel justified we always want to <coughs> feel like we're understood you know mm-hmm. that kind of thing so of course we want that but if we want to be healthy in the long run and know how to do relationships well the first thing we have to do is look at ourselves look at our own heart our own intention did we have a part to play and be willing to take responsibility for that and part. maybe you didn't maybe you know right. you're innocent as a you know spring dove right but most of the time in most situations when relationships go south most of the time both people have fault absolutely absolutely so why is it so hard for people to 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 find fault in themselves i mean is it just simple human pride you think more than anything else i i think can't i don't think you can say that across the board i think everybody has different well, situations good to me. I, you, know. <laughs> you know it could be it could be just from wound if all you know always feeling like you're the victim it mm-hmm. could be yes it could be pride oh i can do no wrong mm-hmm. um it could just be you know really thinking you're doing the right thing and misunderstanding the situation it could be different things so that's why it's important to kind of take that inventory and look at the situation as a whole and really and if if you're having trouble really understanding it ask someone else hey Mm -hmm. here's the situation be honest about it because you want to don't go too much into that that's another one right 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 you want to you want honest input so so it's important that you really be honest about about looking at the situation and, and finding your part in it all. Isn't it interesting how disarming it is when you can come back and tell somebody, this is my part in this, this is what I did wrong. It really disarms the other person often. Right. I always say that if you are willing to say you're sorry, you you can you don't have to fear relationships. Yeah. You don't have to worry about or walk on eggshells. You know, because if you're willing to to look at yourself, see what you did wrong, and say you're sorry, 
it really sets other people at ease and knows that you're trustworthy and you're a person of integrity. So it causes them to be more open to you. Number two is learn forgiveness is a great healer. Yeah. You know, I, there's so, so many relationships, things happen. There's not reconciliation with those things. Bitterness, rage, anger builds, unforgiveness builds. And it's extremely difficult, of course, to heal a relationship when these things are happening. So understand how much healing can occur when you offer personal forgiveness toward that person and maybe even personal forgiveness toward yourself. Right. I was going to say that's a key issue. When you're doing that introspective thing and trying to figure out what your part is to play, also go there. Is there something I need to forgive myself for? A lot of people distance themselves from relationships because they feel shame and they don't, you know, they're embarrassed or whatever it is. You need to forgive yourself and you need to be willing to forgive the other person and, and open that door of communication so you can find that forgiveness. And that forgiveness, you know, is so very important because I, I, don't, I don't know how a relationship is truly healed if there isn't forgiveness extended. Now, a lot of times you'll have a relationship where there's an issue, forgiveness isn't extended, and you just try to make do with what you have and pretend you're happy, pretend you're at peace with them. But there's always that unforgiveness and bitterness that is simmering under the surface that oftentimes comes out when you least expect it. Right. We have to remember that when there's an issue, there there is most likely a lack of trust. A trust has been broken. Mm -hmm. And when that trust has been broken, you abs it will it will you can cover it up. You can try to cover it up and just say, "Oh, I forgive you." But if there is not sincere forgiveness, that lack of that seed of that lack of trust is there mm -hmm. and it will resurface. And so it definitely needs to be addressed if you want the relationship whole and healthy. Number three, healthy, graceful, gentle communication is a must. Right. There really needs to be that soft, what, what some therapists would call a soft startup. Right. When you start having a discussion with someone about these things, that gentleness can really um, pave the road for reconciliation. Right, and I think that's very important, that graceful, gentle communication. People really struggle with knowing how to communicate well. And they let their emotions <laughs> get the best of them. Right, and if I were to, to, to say anything or teach it, it would be if you are not a good communicator, I would say that's the first thing that you have to accomplish is learning how to become a good communicator. If you need to get counseling or advice, because we absolutely need to know how to do that in every, every relationship. But w when we go into trying to resolve a uh, uh, an issue and having communication, we have to go in with the mindset of I'm, I want to, to make it healthy. And I also want to do what's best, not just for myself, but for the other person involved. Mm -hmm. So that's the goal. It has to be for health for the whole relationship, not just for yourself. If you go in with that mindset, it will help you be healthy, graceful, and gentle communication. If you're new to Hell, um, Hope For Me Live, I am John Cash, and I'm the pastoral side of this. And then um, Angela Sanchez, she is the counselor side of this. And so we offer you a perspective from both of those um, sides that help you find the healing that you really, really, really uh, need mm -hmm. and deserve. Um, that gentle, graceful, healthy communication, I'm thinking on a pastoral level, that's going to happen when your heart's right. right. When you're right with God and he's, he's, he's helping you love your neighbor as you love yourself. Right. 
Right. Um, you know, and we might struggle with that. We might struggle with because of hurts and pains that we've had in the past. So if we're finding ourselves not being able to communicate in a gentle way or a healthy way, we might need to address some of those past wounds. And, and God is definitely big enough to help you get through that so mm. you can be a good communicator. And, and the key, remember, folks, is a lot of this is these are hard issues, and God is the one more than any pastor or any counselor that is going to help you heal and teach you how to love uh, through the power of the Holy Spirit indwelling inside of you. Right. Uh, it's a very powerful force. Number four, take a, take the time away to process situations so you can think more clearly. Sometimes right. that is really necessary because you get caught up in the moment, your emotions get carried away, and you just need to step back so you can process, think what's going on, and then have a battle plan moving forward. Right. It's, it's going to be um, a, a detriment if you allow those, if you react in your emotion. That is not going to be helpful in any situation. So if you are feeling your emotions being kind of um, out of control, I guess, where you're not able to control them, mm -hmm. then yes, this is going to be the best thing to do. A step out, you know, get your mind clear. Don't let your emotions take over so that you can handle it in a healthy way. You know, Jesus often got away. You know, mm -hmm. you find that in all the Gospels. And, and he got away so that he could commune with God the Father and he could process the things that he went through, you know, during the day, you know, and run it through God the Father. Um, so he did this. And you might be asking, well, how, how long do I need to get away? Well, that's completely subjective, entirely up to you. It depends on the situation that you're in. It depends on the person that you're having trouble with. It depends on where your heart is. So there's too many variables to say you need to get away for 10 minutes, 10 hours, or a couple of days, whatever it is. We, there's no answer right. to that. Right. I often think about it as when, when we have small children and they're kind of getting amped up emotionally or beginning to get angry or throwing a fit. One of the things that we do is say, okay, I think you need a time out. Mm -hmm. I, need, I think you need to kind of go sit in the other room until you can calm down and we can try this again, you know. And so that's all about, you know, helping them get in control of their emotions. And then often I would ask my kids, how are you doing now? You know, I check on them five minutes, 10 minutes. How are you doing now? I have one that said, I'm not ready yet. So you wait a little bit longer. Okay. And then you have another one that says, mom, I'm done. I just want yeah. a hug, you know? Yeah. So it's that same kind of idea. Mm -hmm. You know, we all need that. And so um, if you are angry and you need a timeout and you're at a point where you can't even pray, <laughs> then you need to wait a little bit longer. Yeah, no, that makes sense. <laughs> I, I, and the, of course, it's slightly uh, different rabbit hole going down. But I remember when my daughter, when she was very young, um, well, I think 10, 12, she, uh, we, we put her in timeout and she loved timeout because she had all of her Nancy Drew books. So she just went, just read, you know, a couple hours later, are, are you ready? Yeah, I'm fine. I realized it didn't work for her, but yeah. again, this is a different subject. Okay. So that's number four. So number one, know your part in the situation. Number two, learn forgiveness. Uh, the proper communication with the proper heart. Number three, take the time to process if you need to. That's number four. Number five. <clears throat> bring along others who know both of you to help bring reconciliation. Now, I know what people do with this. They find one of their friends, <laughs> and then they gang up on the other person. Right. And they find someone who tells them what their itching ears want to hear, which is, they're the most horrible person. And they gang up. They fellowship in their, you know, ganging upness, if that's a word. And that's <laughs> not what we're talking about. We're talking about someone who can 
think clearly, someone who wants you to be reconciled to the other person, not gang up on them, and preferably someone who knows both of you who can, and it's not referee per se, maybe that might be necessary, but find someone like this who's a strong believer, who's well-versed in Scripture, who knows the Holy Spirit, who can help you along. And of course, we can even do that here at HopeForMe.Live, but it's always more effective with people you know. Right. Chances are, if you're listening to this show and, and you're, you clicked on it and you're like, yes, I need to know how to fix relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, people who just want to be proven right and have their own way generally don't care about a healthy relationship. So you're not listening so, to the show anyway, yeah. are you? So if you're listening to this show and stupid it, show, I'm John and Dancy, <laughs> they're just losers. Right. So we're, of course, we're saying, hey, if you want healthy resolution, you're not going to go find a friend that's just going to team up with you. You're going to find people who are going to be honest Mm. and true and want the best for both parties in the situation. Very good. Now, number (laughs) six, it never used words like you always and then just fill in the blank. Right. That is so common in a relationship and things go south and, and somebody can get extremely offended when they hear that universal, negative, very famous term that many people use. Right. And so the whole idea there is you're not going to go down the accusatory path. So you're not going to use any language, including this one, which is often, but you're not going to use any language that is going to just come out accusing that, that shuts the door to open communication. And this violates number three, helpful, graceful, gentle communication. Right. You always do this. You're rotten to the core. Right. Any accusatory language is going to cause the other person to say they're not interested in really having good communication. I can just shut down now. And let me add that you may be very right. But the accusatory language ain't going to get anything fixed. Right, That's, right. I had to use the word ain't because I'm from the South, from Virginia. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, never do that. Okay, number seven is um, one of my favorites. Uh, I learned this in counseling years ago. Learn how to do drive-through talking with the other person. And I, it was funny because uh, before we were doing the show, we were doing some show prep. I, I came up with this one, and Angie's like, what's that? I'm like, well, you're the counselor. Don't you know? I've never heard of it. So, so I feel really smart. I think really John's smart. just making things up. I, yeah. No, <laughs> I feel really smart right now. Drive through talking. You know, there's so many problems that can happen with relationships when there's miscommunication. Right. Okay. So this is designed to stop the miscommunication. So in other words, when somebody says something, what you do, okay, let's say you're talking to the person that you're having this relationship issue with, is you repeat what they said and make sure that what they said is correct, okay? So in other words, what you're doing is, is you're, you're, you're fully understanding what they're trying to say because if you fully understand it, you're not going to misread what they're saying and react in a way that maybe is not necessary and helpful to bring reconciliation. Right. So even to go a step further and not just repeat their words, but kind of say to them, this is what my, this is the understanding that I get out of what you've just said. Is that what you're trying to portray to me? Right. So just kind of even going a step further just to give no room for that miscommunication at all. And it's important to understand that when you're using this technique, we're going to have two adults in the room trying to communicate. If you have one person going, you're a jerk. And then the drive-through response is, so you're calling me a jerk. That's not helpful at all. No. This is when two people are really trying to 
reconcile their right. differences. And that is so very important. Right. Now, number eight is a last-ditch thing, but something that needs to happen on occasion. Don't fear breaking fellowship if the Lord leads. Right. Right. And I think that's always, people worry about that. It's always very tricky. You know, I, I know probably scripturally speaking here, and you would say, you know, the Lord calls us to love, you know, mm-hmm. and show love. But he doesn't, he doesn't call us to stay in fellowship with abusive people or mm-hmm. people who are unwilling to change their behavior mm-hmm. and are causing issues. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, but, you know, if they were falling down on the street bleeding, you wouldn't just step over them. You would still take care of them. But that doesn't mean you have to be in relationship with them. Right. So we have to be careful about that. We have to not fear about saying, at this point in time, this relationship is very unhealthy. If I stay in this relationship, it's not going to get better because they're unwilling. Therefore, I don't have a choice. And folks, we're doing we, we're doing this show, and we have some shows similar to this on, on our podcast. Where you know, there's about 150 on there now, but we're doing this because we are supposed to be. Um, in fellowship with other people. We can't be alone in life. We need other people. Yes, you need the Lord, but the Lord will direct you to other people as well. It is imperative that you understand that um, having fellowship with other people really brings a great amount of joy and peace in your life. Absolutely. And so you don't want to just be this person all by yourself, not trusting people or saying, hey, I got the Lord, that's all I need. That's just not biblical, not even close. And so what we want to do is try to help you in your relationship. So if you're having trouble, that number eight, that last ditch thing, you know, you want to do everything else possible before you might make a decision to go down that road. But we also don't want you to fear it if the Lord's leading you to that as well. Right. That's really good. That's a, that's a good, there's, there's something about being able to, if you have to break fellowship, walking away, knowing in your own heart, I absolutely did everything I could. And I'm right before the Lord. He saw my heart. He saw what I did. And then you can walk away in peace knowing you you handled yourself with integrity. Angie, thank you so very much. Absolutely. Folks, you're listening to HopeForMe.Live. Go to the website. It's HopeForMe.Live. And it's not a number, so it's just the words all written out. Um, the number that you can call to uh, talk to our counselors, and oftentimes Angie is available, uh, is on the website. And we'd love to hear from you. And remember, there's never money exchanged. This is a biblical ministry. And we just simply want to bring healing to the nations, which is the calling the Lord's given us. God bless, and we will see you next time.